Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to the Hot Life Outdoor Show. And uh, it is myself, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning, Captain Kirk. Good morning, sir. How, How are, are you? you? Jeff is in the woods. Doing it, a little this, research. This, doing a little Hot Life Outdoor Show research, which we've all done a lot of lately. And uh, it's it's been, you know... And I was thinking about this because it, we do have a lot of time to think when you're sitting at a tree stand. Well, it's it, good. I mean, oh it, yeah, we all work hard during the season. You and I are charter yeah. boat captains, and yeah. that's the one thing that we look forward to in the heat of August. And we talk about it on the radio sometime going, man, I can't wait till hunting season so I can get a break. Yeah. And, and we work hard. And, and and here it is. You know, it's um right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just getting, and I, I just think that. You know, you and I were looking so forward to September 10th. Yep. You know, which was the opening day of of bow season in Georgia, and and, and honestly, I I had uh, I had one of those years from from the beginning that I, I I missed four times with my bow. I mean, and I had no idea what was going on. I mean, I practiced harder than anybody that I know of. I mean, well, bow hunting anybody you know, that bow hunts out there in this country knows that, and we've talked about yeah. it a million times. Everything has to be perfect. Yeah, and, and, and that and, happens. And, and 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 you know, I, I've got to give a, a little cheap plug here to it. It's it's called the outdoors the outdoors shop. It is in, in Indianapolis because when I was in Indiana hunting this year, um, I I, I just had enough. You know, I mean, I I have I have a new bow. It's not the bow's fault. I have the new PSE Evo. Right. Something was going on, and and I didn't know what it was. I don't know enough about bows to be very honest with you. Right. You know. And, and, and I took it to this guy up there and, and he picked out about five things, five things that were wrong with my bow. Wow. Um, just simple things. Did you know, and I didn't know this, did you know there's different sized whisker biscuits? I, you know what? I did not know that. I, I didn't, I, okay. So, so he said, he said, what arrow are you shooting? And I, and, and I'm shooting a Max, um, 350, um, right. a Carbon Express. Right. And he said, dude, you got the wrong rest. He said, he said, way wrong. I'm like, okay. So it, he just changed the insert. Wow! And and it and it and it holds the holds the arrow. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then you know the the other thing that he showed me was my D loop. All right, the 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 width of your D loop. Right. All right. If it's if it's too wide, all right, your knock moves up and down. And 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 he and he said he said so, he said so you take that whisker biscuit that's too big. Right. And he said, you take that D loop that's too big. And he said, he said, if you're shaking at all, when, when you go to release there, he goes, he goes, you have no idea where it's going. And I said, dude, I have missed it 12 yards this year. He goes, he goes, look, you can't hit anything at 20 yards or 12 yards with this bow. Mm-hmm. He said, and so he fixed it. I mean, I, I left it. I, I, when I was in Indiana I, and, 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 and grandpa Jimmy sent it back to me. I got that bow back. It was totally different. And I'm telling you, it was totally different. Wow. And, and then, 
you know, I was thinking, you know, how, how fast things change. You know, then I go to Kansas with this bow now that I've only been practicing with for nine days since I had it redone, you know, and it was shooting darts. I mean, it's shooting darts, man. Dead on. Dead. Yeah. I mean, my confidence level changed drastically. And when that buck walked in at 22 yards, it drilled him. Yeah. You know, wow, how fast things change. You know, I had the same experience here locally. Right. You know, we're here in Jacksonville, Florida. And Rick Stenson, uh-huh. when I got back from Kentucky last year, I, I was feeling uncomfortable. I had killed a buck with my bow for, for the first time in uh-huh. Kentucky last year and, and uh, shot some does with it. And I said, Rick, I, this, this bow doesn't feel right. Right. And he said, let me see it. And as soon as he looked at it, he said, Kirk, this bow's all messed up. Yeah. And I said, what? And he goes, just just let me have it for a little bit. So he sat there for a good hour and a half over here at Strike Zone. And readjusted that bow, and then they have folks. They have a shooting range that is in a in a in back lot, and basically they set up a target in their warehouse where they keep their kayaks and all their miscellaneous additional equipment. And and he walked me out past the glass doors, right? And he said, "Okay, poke this thing right here at thirty yards." I said, "Rick, if I miss, it's going through that glass door." And he goes, "No, you're not gonna miss." He said, "Just just try it." And he said, let me see how you hold it. And right. I drew back, and he said, okay, everything looks good. He said, go ahead and draw back again, take a shot. But centered it in the middle, and I was like, wow. And he said, how's that feel? And I said, that feels good. He goes, shoot two more times. It, it was like Robin Hood. I almost yeah. split the two other two yeah. arrows with the single. The group was so close. And I, he goes, you're done. Yeah. And it was. And ever since then, you're right. It's If you could get the bow adjusted to your right. characteristics, everything you need, and I'm like you, I'm not a study with a bow. I've been shooting bows now for six yeah. years, and, and I the, leave it up to experts, people like Larry Minyard. I right. go to Larry's house, and he'll he'll look at my bow, and he'll right. go, you need to adjust this. But even he will go to Rick sometime, and it's so neat to be able to get with somebody that can adjust those things. And you're right, the confidence level goes up exponentially. Oh, I mean, I know I mean, when, I went to, yeah. when I went to Kentucky, I knew this bow was dead on. Right. And every time I shot it at my house or shot it at Larry's, right. I'm on that pie pan yeah. in and the center of it. You I, know, you know I, 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 I literally, I took it into this shop because my peep sight was was not turning correctly. Um, simply for the fact that when you drew the bow back, it would only open up sometimes. Right. It would only open up halfway. Right. And, but, but I kept telling, I told the guy, I said, um, and I never even thought about this. It's so simple. I said, I said, dude, when I'm in Florida, I sit and practice in the backyard. I said, my dealer, I mean, I said, my, my peep sight works perfect. He goes, it's because it's warm. Oh. He said, "Think about it. When it's cold, wow, your strings contract, and it doesn't open up all the way." I'm like, "Hey, I mean, I, you know." So, so anyway, um, it, it, it's 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 been it's been a, it's been an incredible year. Simply in a matter of ten seconds, it's been an incredible year for me. But it has become even more of an incredible year, and 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 and, and I'm tell you why. Just to kind of get a little little background. Um, I hunt in South Central Georgia. I have some some property up there, and it's uh, it's it's a place that, um, that that we've had for five years. Um, it and it's it's basically my family, my my two kids, Kayla, Colt, my wife, and then a friend of ours, Roger. Mm-hmm. And you know, when 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 we got the piece of property, we were like, okay, you know, Roger and I were like, look, we're 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 going to shoot does and mature bucks. You know, and, and this is a place where my kids grew up hunting, basically. We've had it for five years. Colt's 14, Kayla's 16. This is really where they 
start, I mean, now they were in woods in different places, but this is where they've really grown up hunting, where they, they know where the stands are. You know what I mean? This yeah, is their matured, property, too. Matured in those yeah. woods, for sure. And, yeah. and, and we started out the kids just like all other kids, you know, mm-hmm. for their first deer, if it walked out in the food plot, shoot it. Yeah. Doesn't, I don't care, you know. I don't care if it's a yearling, a button buck. I, if you, you're going to kill your first deer. Right. And, and, and both of them did. One was nine and one was ten. And and so it's it's um it, it has been a place where it, it's for us it's our getaway you know every, I think every hunter ha- has these places but for me it's my family my friend and you know it's we have passed and passed and passed on bucks small bucks Roger and I and Carrie and now that the kids have have their Colts fourteen Kayla sixteen they're they're under the same rules we are. Okay, if it's if it's not a good mature buck, yeah, let it go. Let it go. Let it you know, if you want to if you want to shoot something, I don't mind if you want to shoot a doe. We, you know, we can we can use the meat. Um, you know, big Bill's begging for a doe. You know, so <laughs> so you know it's it's it has been. It, it, so there's always certain deer on your property that uh, you target. Yeah, um, get them we, on the game cameras. We, we we are we are trail cam junkies. Okay, I can't tell you. A whole lot about a bow, but I can. You got a question about a trail camera, you know, or, right. or, or just like Kirk with you and I. If you got a question about outboards, okay, we've had them all. Yeah, we can tell you which. You know, we we, we can we can talk to you about them. Two strokes, four strokes. Yeah, yeah you know, what, what makes bottles? We we can talk to you about them. Right. You know, we don't know how to fix them, <laughs> but we know how they run. That's right. You know, and, and, and trail cameras are the same thing, man. We we've gone through different. Tra- we we love trail cameras. I mean, we have as much fun. Going out in the woods, collecting chips, you know, and, and check. And, and we've had this one particular deer when 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 he was when he was two and a half, um, he was he was a freak of nature. I mean, you, you could just tell that this deer was was something special. He's going to be big. He's going to be big, and he and, and he and he was born. It's, listen, here's the other thing. It's only we we only have 250 acres. This is not a thousand acres, right? Okay, this is not. You know, a huge piece of property where, you know, you, 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 people always talk about, well, I don't have enough property to practice QDMA because if he crosses the border, somebody else is going to shoot him. Well, I've always been under the belief that, you know what, if he does, he does because I'm, I'm not going to shoot him. Right. You know, but we have, I mean, this, this deer literally at two and a half years old was a shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was a freak of nature. So obviously his nickname became freak. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, it, it was so funny because I, I'm telling you, in the summertime, when we're putting up stands and you're, you're cutting fifth rows and you're and you're doing food plots and, and you're sweating, yeah, <laughs> you know, you miserably do it. hot. Oh yeah, you know, buggy, uh, the bugs are eating you alive. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, this it, and seriously, because there, you know, we always have pictures of of big bucks on this property, yeah. but it may be for a week, it may be for two weeks. But dude, Freak lives there. Yeah. He he is on that 250 acres. He's got him a little hidey hole in there. He's got food, cover, and water. Mm-hmm. And he's got plenty of does. Yep. And he's the man. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, it, Freak, that's that that's his piece of property. And, and he knows it. And in and, and all those three years, it was so funny, Kirk. That deer was always a step ahead of us. Or, or two steps. Or three steps ahead of us. Yeah. You, you know, I mean... I'll, I'll give you a great example. 
September, I know it's hot and I know it's miserable. But September, bucks are in a feeding pattern. And and I have this one little spot that, that, that I have a hang-on stand, and it's in the perfect spot. I mean, it's a spot that after five years of the property, you kind of zone down to that spot. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I had trail cam pictures of Freak in front of my stand at 6 p.m. on Thursday and on Friday. And I went up there on Saturday, and I got in that stand with my bow at 4 o'clock at 90 degrees. And, and I was nervous. I was nervous the whole time because I knew that that, that this was to, that that was the night he was he was going to come down that trail again because he'd done it two nights in a row. We got trail cam pictures, broad daylight. You know, six o'clock in September right. is is broad daylight. Yes, it, you know, daylight till eight thirty. And 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 never saw him. You know, check trail cam pictures. You know, three days later, and, and, and on that particular evening, he was on the other side of the property in the daylight. You know, I was always like, how does this deer? You know. How, I mean, for, for all these years, he's yeah, he's got like radar, dude. He's like, I mean, Kirk, we would do things like, okay, drop me off at the truck, you know. I'm gonna walk on my. I'm gonna walk seriously, <laughs> so, you know, so we don't let him know we're here. Oh yeah, I you know, know all about that. You, you know, I mean, slip in, absolutely. You got the mocks on, you got the silent clothes, dude. Can, all of that. I'm serious. I did the Dave Edwards thing where where we would mow the paths to the stands. Make sure they didn't have any leaves. You yeah, know, no make sound. sure the wind was right. And and we, I'm telling you, dude, we we have, I don't even know how many hundreds of pictures we have of this deer. Yeah. He's a ghost. I mean, he's, you know, you and I have talked about that. Where do they go? How, how, you know, how do they know what you're doing? But they do. I mean, I don't know whether they live at the gate. You know, I, but we've tried that trick. You know, we drove around the other side of the property, so we didn't go in the same, you know. And, and uh, so anyway, we're, we're, we're going to. I want to tell you what happened this week because it's 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 a really cool story about Farik and and uh, I know it's kind of personal to to me but I I think that it's really I think a lot of people experience this you know all over the country all over the country so uh, you listen to the Hunt Life Outdoors show with Kirk Wallace I'm Kevin Favor we'll be right back. As a deer hunter, I think this happens to us all. You're sitting in your stand and you catch a glimpse of a huge buck. It happens to be the same buck that fills your dreams and your trail cameras. When you saw him during bow season, he was just out of reach. During gun, he was chasing a doe and moving too fast. You've done everything possible to take this buck. You've moved stands, moved trail cameras. You've taken time off work you shouldn't have. You even missed your niece's wedding. This buck consumes your thoughts. As a matter of fact, there's times when your wife is talking to you, and even though you're looking right at her and shaking your head, you're thinking, man, I wish I had to move that stand on the creek bottom and not on that food plot. You hunt day after day, pass up deer after deer, and then it happens. The last day of deer season goes by, and you still have a tag in your pocket. During turkey season, you find his sheds, and your spirits soar. Starting about August, you put out your trail cameras. About two weeks into it, you finally get a picture of it. He is alive and still around. You look at that picture and you say, game on. If this has ever happened to you, you need to be a part of Hunt Life. Visit HuntLife.com. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new breakup infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. 
Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propelled grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. I don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Folks, don't forget HuntLife.com. And uh, right now, really cool t-shirt on there. It, it just just go look at it. It says, Occupy the Woods. And uh, Big Bill, you, you, you did a great job on that. And, and folks, for $14.95, it is, it's a cool shirt, Kirk. I know that you've looked at it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just think, folks, the holidays are right around the corner. That's right. I mean... Fourteen ninety five. That's a steal. You can't get it that cheap at Walmart. Now it also has a Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> it, it also it also has a kind of a cool companion shirt in there, and it says, "I don't hug trees. I sit in them." Ah, that's cool. Yeah, it's got a see. silhouette of a tree and a and a tree stand. That's yeah. where I'm at, buddy. Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, we're going back to Freak. Freak the deer. Freak the deer. Freak the deer, which is the big Mac Daddy on yep. on uh, Captain. Kevin Favors property yep. up in Georgia. Been, you're in uh, Telfair County, which Telfair is County. which is south central Georgia, and up near Alma and Hazelhurst and that particular area up yep, there. Yep, yep. Deer country. Deer, deer country. I mean, we we have some. We, you know, there's some big deer. Up no, there. there's 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 some there's some very big deer there. You know, and 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 I know you know people listening across the country. Um, you know, look this this isn't Iowa. This isn't Kansas. But but we you know for for our neck of the woods we we have some now. You have to hunt for them for three years or four years. I mean, and literally, we hey. we had we had one deer on on our property for for three years or so that was that, that we called tall tines, and he died. I mean, literally of old age. Yeah. I mean, he just you could you could see him on trail cams. He just yeah. withered away, dude. And he was huge. Did he but, die of old age or bad hunters? Uh, well, he got hunted. <laughs> he got well, hunted. You know, you got to figure too. They're smart. I mean, the big deal. Oh, yeah. I, I know we've we found one here locally, and this has been about ten years ago, off of Butler Boulevard, which is right out near the beach where Kevin and I live. And this deer, and my son has the rack. It's an eleven point chocolate rack, and it was living right off the highway. Yeah, and it's huge, yeah. Bill. And and, and they the, and know, it just died old age. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you it, if they don't move in the daytime. If they just lay, it, it, you know, and, and, and then, you know, once a lot of times, once, you know, they, they get older and older, they, they move less and less, you know, it's those, those three and a half year old bucks that you see so much because they're moving and they're, they're the teenagers running around looking for the chick, you know? Um, so this year, you know, again, I, I'm telling you, starting August, there was freak on all our cameras, you know, oh, August, it. It, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, okay, um, you know, checking trail cams and, and we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to get this deer, you know, and, um, we kept talking about it, kept talking about it. Anyway, we're sitting on, on Thanksgiving morning. It was myself, uh, Roger, my buddy and, and then my other buddy, Craig, Craig comes up from Miami and hunts with us during Thanksgiving. And, and I'm sitting in a tree stand and, and since I've, since I killed my buck in Kansas, you know, I've, 
I'm a lot more relaxed mm-hmm. than, than than I would be. So I'm not sitting in any traditional stance. I have made my mind up. I'm not. I got a climber on my back, and I'm just gonna go sit. And I'm just gonna go sit. I'm gonna yeah. find new spots, and I'm gonna have fun doing it. You know. And I'm not seeing anything. And dude, Thanksgiving morning, generally speaking, in our neck of the woods, is 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 on. I mean, and 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 we. I mean, think about the scenario on Wednesday. We had a front come through. Oh, it yeah. got cold Wednesday night, and Game's thir- on, Thursday buddy. morning was the light and variable, 35 degrees. Game's on. Exactly. It, oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, and, and you know what's so funny when you're like that, too? You all of a sudden, you're sitting, you're standing here, you're just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And about 10 minutes later... There's shots going off everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're you know, going, it, oh, it's, it's, it's on, you baby. Know, I mean, it, it's... And, and so we're, I'm sitting there, and, and, and we're all texting each other, you know, it's, it's, it's good in daylight by now. And I hadn't seen anything, you know, and... Craig, Craig's texting me. I just saw a spike. Just saw a small, small four point. They're cruising. They're walking. Nice. Roger, I just saw a spike. I just saw a three point. He said a doe just crossed. He's sitting down in the bottom in a swamp bottom. Nice. And he sends me this text and he says, he says, man, he said, I just, just passed on a nice eight. He said, but it's walking towards Craig. And he said, yeah. He's like, Craig's going to shoot that deer because they're both sitting on the same creek bottom and the deer are following that bottom. Nice. And he sends me the text, Kirk. I'm sure he sends me the text and, and it kapows. And so, so I'm sitting there thinking in my mind, okay, Craig's a guest, you know, um, he doesn't get to hunt, but, but like two weeks out of the year, I'm going to be happy for him if it's a small eight, you know, but inside I'm going to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so I, all these thoughts are going through my head, and, and, and I text Roger, and I'm like, um, I'm like, he shot it, didn't he? And 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 he texts me back, he goes, No, it was me. And he said, uh, he said I just shot a nice buck. He said, I, I, he said I hope I made a good shot. He said I'll let you know. So I'm sitting in my stand, I'm going cool, I, and I'm like thinking, man, if Roger shot, it's got to be a good one, you know. I mean, yeah. if, if he he he's just passed up an eight, you know, and, and and I know what deer he and I pass up, you know, we're not shooting anything unless it's a big mature buck, right? And, and so I'm sitting there and, and, uh, you know, 30 minutes goes by and this, that, and the other. And, and I get a text, I look at it and it, all it says is it's freak. And I'm like, nice. I, I'm like, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in shock. You're ready to get I, I mean, down. I'm really, I am. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, no way. I, I, I'm text no way. And he goes, Kevin, I swear it's freak. And, 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 and I'm like, you know, the first thing I told him, I said, bro, congratulations. I said, I said, I'm glad it was you. Because as much time and effort mm-hmm. that we put into, I mean, you know, we're talking countless hours. But I, 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 when I say that, these are beautiful hours. We don't mind a bit of it. We would spend more time there if we could. You know, um, it's four hours away from our hometown, so it's a long ways. And then in summertime, you know as well as I do, Kirk, we don't have a whole lot of time to do a lot much. Yeah, you're going all at it yeah. full speed. And, and, and it's, it's 8.05. And it's Thanksgiving Day, and it's the perfect, absolutely a perfect morning to, to see bucks. And the whole time I'm going, I want to get down. You know, because, I I, I mean, I want to go see this deer, you know. And I, and, and so I, I, I text Roger, like, like I don't know, 20 minutes later. And, and I said, um, I said are, are you back at the truck? Because, you know, he had a – and he goes, no, we're spending some quality time. <laughs> Yeah, shoot, yeah, you know, and 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 I like, I, I'm moment. like, okay. I said, I, I'll tell you what to do. I said, I, I'm I'm gonna hunt for you know maybe another hour, and um, I said I'll go get the truck and I'll I'll come around to you. Yeah, you're, and it I I know from experience, 
when when I hunted Kentucky with Larry just a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "I've just shot the biggest buck I've ever seen right. with my bow and arrow." You get you fidget. Oh yeah, you're sitting in the stand. You're going, I, I got. You go, I got to go see it. And then you go, No, 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 I'm gonna sit. I got. Uh, you know, it's eight o'clock in yeah. the morning. Yeah, exactly. You know, you I know. Got, you got, I know. I'm a marathon sitter. Right. I'll sit till one o'clock, and I'm like, and well, it, the, it, the nine pl- o'clock. I'm going. All right, I got to get down. The plan was that morning to sit till eleven thirty. That was the plan. Yeah. You know, we got we got in stands at six o'clock. We're, okay, guys, we're, we're sitting till eleven thirty. You know, that's cooking the, Thanksgiving dinner. You, yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're 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 gonna. It's perfect. It's a perfect morning to sit till eleven thirty. You know, and then, but it's always. Unless something happens, you know, right. that's, that, it, it, and, and I'm like you, Kirk. I mean, I'm, and I, I I'm so happy for, for Roger. I mean, it, it, you know, and I think that that's the cool thing about, about hunters, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, you're it, related. It, yeah, you're related. I mean, is there a little envy inside of you? He goes, man, I wish that was me, but yeah. you know, I killed, I killed a big buck in Kansas this year, you know, I mean, so I, I, I like I said, I'm way more relaxed, but that deer means, everything to that piece of property you know mm-hmm. and and so i couldn't take it anymore you got down i got down i mean I, as a matter of fact what i did is, is and i is, guarantee when you came down it was a noisy i'm coming down this i was in a climber in a pine tree and and and, and i'm like i'm getting down I, said, I just can't i can't take this anymore uh, so i saw so i text roger i said dude i'm getting down i said i'm gonna move my stand i'm gonna adjust it a little bit i said i'm, I'm, I'm coming to you and um he's like he's like okay and so got down and, and by that time my, my daughter was hunting with us, Kayla, and I had texted her that Roger had shot Freak and her response was a little different than, than everybody else's. I won't say what she said. No, I know what she said. She goes, Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I didn't get him. Hey, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, she, oh yeah. She, you know, she's like oh, typical teenager. She's like, that lucky jerk. You know, I mean she and I'm like, uh, only only you, Kayla. You yeah. know, uh, only you and I and, and, uh, and I text her and I said and she she even texted me, she goes, Are we gonna sit? And and I'm like, no, nah, let's let's get down and go help him, you know. And, and by that time, Craig had had gotten out of the woods, and I went and got the truck, and I picked Kayla up, I picked Craig up, and we met Roger down there in the swamp and walked down there, and it was it was surreal, man. I mean, it, 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 the the buck was laying there, and and all of those years, all those years of all those trail cameras of him being one step ahead, and and you got to touch him, yeah, got you know take pictures of him, and and uh, in, in a way, it was it was almost like. And I'll be very honest, but it was almost sad. You know, I mean, it was because he, he, that, that particular deer was your inspiration of, of putting those stands up. And the whole time, all you're talking about is, man, we're going to kill Freak this year. We're going to kill, well, it never happened. You know, mm-hmm. we never even seen him, you know, and now the legend of Freak is, lives on. Yeah. He'll, well, he'll live on the wall. I guarantee you he sired a bunch of doggone little bucks out there that they're going to be freaked too, yep, you know? Yep, I guarantee it. Yep, yep. So we'll, we'll, we'll put a wraps on that when we come back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Big Bill, I have pictures on, on my cell phone. Can we post those at Hunt Life? Yeah, we'll put them up. All right, that, that'll be awesome. We'll be right back with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. After sweating it out all afternoon, I have finally accepted that no turkey of any kind lives within a mile of where I'm sitting. Time to pack it in. And just in time to get a text from Joe. He's wrapping it up, too, with tags filled. Ouch. But as I throw in the towel, it hits me. In just 30 minutes, I'll be back at camp. We'll all settle in, kick back, talk about the day, cheer our successes, and cheer our failures. Best thing is, we'll do it all with a spirit of friendship and fellowship. It's the fellowship of hunters everywhere, safely home from the hunt. Without a doubt, this is the Hunt Life.
Check out the online store at HuntLife.com for T-shirts, hats, bumper stickers, and more that show everyone you live the Hunt Life. And with so many items under $20, you'll find a few great Christmas gifts for all the hunters in your life. Visit the online store at HuntLife.com now. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Kevin Favor, Kirk Waltz, and uh, Lagerman is doing some Hunt Life Outdoor Show research, as in from a tree stand. So he will be back next week and uh, and, and give us some stories. Don't forget, folks, go visit HuntLife.com. Just just to, to wrap up, the legend of freak. Uh, you know, it, the first thing that hit me was, and 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 we we had a trail cam picture of him like three or four days right uh, before. And then, you know, we've had trail cam pictures of him in, in August and September. And um, the first thing that hit me with the, with the last picture that we had of him was, damn, that boy's lost some weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we are, we are right at the end of, of rut. I mean, he has lost some weight, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now his horns look huge right. because, he, you know, he, he, he just and, – and, and I know that the deer probably weighed uh, – you know, for us around here, a typical mature buck weighs about 170 175, 100. The, the, the buck, I, the 10 point I killed last year weighed 180, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, we got, we, we, we got the buck on the scale and obviously everybody's like, okay, you know, you're taking a guess at how much he weighs, you know, and, and, um, everybody was like 170, one, I said 162 and they're mm-hmm. like, dang that, and the, the deer weighed 159 pounds. Wow. He was, he was stunk. <laughs> Dude, did he stink? I mean, yeah. He was he was rutted up, boy. Nice. And, and he had he had he had lost lost a, a ton of weight, a ton of weight. Um, but anyway, Freak's dead. 
Well, and there's another one out there. I guarantee you, he sired some uh, some some other male deer that are going to come up through the ranks. He didn't going to be as big or yep. bigger, you know. Yeah. Oh, it, you know, and and uh, you know, I guess it was four years ago now I, when when I killed that my big buck on on that. I killed a nice ten point last year, but four years ago I killed one that that scored one forty eight, and and when I talked to the biologist about it, he's like, look, he goes. He goes, first off, the deer that I killed was eight and a half years old. He goes, and and, and the, uh, the biologist called me. He goes, dude, that's one of the oldest deers I've ever seen in a while. Cool. And he started telling me about how many of his offspring were on that piece of property. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and the one thing that uh, if you if you look at that buck that I killed years ago, the, the one thing that he has, the trait that we have on this piece of property is is the brow tines. Mm-hmm. The brow tines that... that we have on that piece of property, Kirk. They're ridiculous, and and Freak's brow tines were seven inches. Seven, wow. His brow tines, his eye guards were seven inches a piece. That's wild. That's crazy. They're you like know, daggers. And, and yeah, they're like daggers. You know, That's right. we we have we actually have bucks out there that 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 their brow tines are longer than their G twos and G threes. Wow. You know, so it's um and and that's he he was typical of of that piece of property, and and like I said, you know, we're not we're not talking about you know, a giant piece of property. You know, it's it's 250 acres. Well, I can remember stories talking to different people. I remember Mark Arnold that used to go and hunt uh, a lot of the land over, you know, towards DDOT and that particular area over there. And those guys Which is in me, Florida. Yeah, in Florida and, and uh, Harry Francis and all those guys right. used to run dogs for the Davises way mm-hmm. back when. And they would tell me stories about running those dogs. And I remember Harry one day telling me about this one buck that they had run dogs by, and he said this do- this doggone buck sat down in this little block of woods that wasn't but a couple of acres and wouldn't move. And the dogs chasing the does and the young bucks just go piling by it. And he just, like a cat, just sit there watch him go by like, I'm not moving. I'm sure. And I, I, you know that happened. In all those years, that deer watched us walk by him. A hundred times. I guarantee it. You know, he, he, he knew, he knew what was going on, you know, but he was looking for a girlfriend on Thursday morning and it cost him. <laughs> That's a great story though. Congratulations. Yeah. Roger Crossman on a great deer. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's, there's just no question that, um, like I said, I, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier for him because like I said, the, 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 the effort that, that you put into that, the love that you put into that land, um, Paid off, you know, right. and, and uh, I, there's there. I, I can promise you, there's been nobody who's been sitting in those woods more this year than Roger. Because I've been, you know, Kansas, Indiana, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously Nebraska. So I, I didn't, you know, I haven't sat there as much this year as as, as Roger has. But it's uh, it was pretty cool. That's good it, stuff. It, it, it was it was a great story. I, I, you know, it's um it's now it's like you said. Now it's time to grow some more. Yeah. Well, and the season's still in full swing. I mean, you never know. Oh, yeah, bro. They wander around all the time. Um, I know we've got one big deer on our property, a big 10-point, that we've had on game cameras now since the the middle of summer. And actually, that's the first time we've really seen it. Mm -hmm. And this was the first year that we actually deployed a mess of game cameras. Mm -hmm. And we put about a dozen or so of them out all over the place. And we that's the only time we'd ever seen that deer. Nobody had ever seen it in the wild before, walking around on a food plot or anything like that or through the woods, and we got them on these cameras. And to this point now, here we are almost into December, 
nobody's seen that deer yet. Yeah. But oh, we've yeah. got pictures of it. And that's what's really cool. It gives you the opportunity to kind of view what you have on your property. Yep. And, and look for it. And, and, and I've, I've heard, I've heard arguments both ways. Yeah. You know, I've heard arguments from, and most of it's from, from the older generation. They're like, I don't want to know. You know, I, they're like, you know, I, I just, I, I want to be surprised when, when I see it. And, and I'm just the opposite. I, I have as much fun looking at trail cam pictures. I do as too. I, I, it's just, it's, it, you know, it, it, I think it adds to the excitement. Well, there's, there's no question that, and, and I guess I'm considering myself a kid here, but you know, when, when I take Kayla and Colt, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, where, where are you sitting? And, and the first thing they'll ask me, well, what do the trail cameras look like? It's a great inspiration for kids. Oh yeah. Because if you've got, you know, let's just say that, you, that, that, that you want some meat and you know, you, you you're going to kill some does and well, you know what? There's been does at 5 PM at this stand, you know, Four days out of the last seven days, you know, so your chances are pretty good. Well, they go there in anticipation that they're going to see deer. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think that that's, that's really cool. I do the same thing. I, now, well, I, 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 I found myself this year, um, before, before I killed my buck in Kansas, you, you, sometimes it's, it's, it's in a bad way because you get stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, I mean, a lot of times it's like if, if the fish are biting in a certain place, you're going to keep going back. You're going right. to keep going back, keep going back. You know, and, and if you do that, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go in there one more time. One more time. One, one, one more time. Oh, the wind's right today for that stand. I'm going to go there again. Because you have trail cam pictures mm-hmm. of, of, of deer in, in that area, you know, and, and, um, since, since, you know, uh, I guess it was November 9th or 10th, whenever, whenever I killed my buck, since then it's like, I'm going to do something totally different, man. I'm just, uh, and I love doing that. And, you know, I did that last year. I killed a, I killed a nice buck in Kansas last year. When I came back to Georgia, I'm like, man, I'm just going to put a stand on my back and I'm going to walk down here in the middle of this swamp or I'm going to walk in, in the middle of these pine trees where I think these deer are bedding. I'm going to slip in there and I'm going to get up there real high so I can see and see different movements. And, sure. and, and man, I, I, um, it was funny because I did that all this week and then, and then yesterday morning, I, I, when I, I, yesterday evening, when I, when I got down, I, I had moved my stand again and then I had been zoning in on this little area that I had been thinking about in the back of my mind. Man, Kirk, I found just this rub line and it was right on the edge of the swamp. Right. You know, and it's where the swamp, it, it goes into the pine trees. You know, there's a little transition there. And I'm thinking, there's just too much buck sign right here not to see something. You know, there's just, there's just too much. And, and sitting, sitting yesterday morning at, at nine o'clock, you know, here, ch- 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 and it's dead behind me, and, and I'm looking hard to my right. I'm looking. I mean, as hard as my head will turn, and all I can see was horns, and, and it's coming from 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 my right to my left behind me, and I, I can't stand up. I mean, I can't move now. I'm in a, I'm in a climber, so I have to wait for the buck to walk 15 yards, walk behind me, trying to breathe. Yeah, and and and, <laughs> and then I turn as hard as I can to the left, and there he is. I mean, just an absolute gorgeous deer, nice nine point. You know, anybody in their right mind would have shot him, and I had him at 15 yards, and I was like, yeah, let him go. Watch him. Yeah. But that was cool because I, I had been moving that stand, zoning in on a little spot because there was a lot of buck sign there, and finally got a look at him at 9 o'clock in the morning, you know. And That's way cool. It was way cool. That's the hunt life right there, brother. That's, That's it, living the hunt life right there. There's, there's no question. And speaking of that, we'll be right back with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning 
You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com, because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. 12 years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting? until the age of 12 or even older. As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families Afield program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters afield are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesafield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now... Back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Kevin Favor, with, along with Kirk Waltz and our compadre, who's usually here. Jeff Lagerman is. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear. I, I, I've actually had some pictures um, that, that he sent to me this morning, and uh, they're whacking a boy. They're, really? they're they're shooting some deer. Yeah, it's it, you know, and, and for our neck of the woods, it's uh, it's the best week that we have. I mean, there's there. It, it is. It's strange that it's during Thanksgiving, but it is. If you get the the right weather, which we've had this week, we've had the perfect weather, 35, 34 degrees, light and variable winds. Right. Um. You just you sit. Well, and we yeah. talked about it a little bit on the break just a few minutes ago. I mean, we've really had a pretty serious drought here, here in the southeast. That's terrible. North Florida, South yep. Georgia, um, the area that we hunt in South Georgia has been extremely dry. We've had a pretty poor mass crop, one of the poorest I've ever seen on a piece of land we've hunted. Yeah. And we've hunted that land for 11, 12 yep. years. Same, same thing with us. And it's just awful. Yeah. I mean, and right now, you know, we did, we put in 13 food plots and 11 of them look really good and they are hammering those clover plots. Yeah. I mean, they're all over them. But the, the thing that's kind of good for everybody hunting this time of year as we go into December is that the warm weather, cool weather, warm weather, cool weather has affected, I, I think, the tendency for them to rut. I know the days when we've had really hot days couple of days this week when it got up in the mid 80s yeah. well the I, you guys know, that hunted said they didn't see anything well and then, you know a, a great example of that is you know hunt, hunted last sunday morning right and it was cool nice cool saw a lot of deer right and and actually kept colt out of school on monday i'm like dude we gotta hunt you know right when we got up on monday morning it was 60 degrees we didn't see nothing 
Yep. Nothing. I, I, I mean, it was dead. You know, I mean, and, and it, you know, and Colt's like, what happened, Dad? I said, you know, I said, I know that, you know, the, the kids and, and, and my wife and stuff, they love to hunt when it's 60 degrees, but they, they just, they're just not going to move, dude. They're they just, don't. They, they don't do it. Well, and my son hunted last weekend and I, I had to work and, and he, and he texted me, you know, and I said, how many deer have you seen? He's like, I've seen nine. Yep. And then everybody piled up there the following day on Sunday. That was on Saturday morning. And we had that warm front come through. And then Larry and his son hunted Monday and Tuesday and didn't see a deer. Larry saw a couple small bucks, Mm -hmm. but it got into the mid-80s. Yeah. And it was just like, this is brutally hot. We saw nothing in the afternoons this week Mm -hmm. because it was 75, 76 degrees, you know. It was just, it, that's just typical, you know, yep. and when it's, when it's cold in the mornings, they'll, they'll, and they'll move till 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Right. You know, but then after that, I don't know where they go, but they, they just, they just don't move. They don't do it. But it's, it's, it's been a great weekend and folks, thanks for, for uh, putting up with me to talk about the legend of freak because it, it it's a, um, and like I said, I know a, a lot of hunters experience that. And, and you know what, if you, if you want to post, you know, your story, we could do that at HuntLife.com and Facebook, correct, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. So if you if you got a story, let us know at HuntLife.com. And don't forget, go by there and get you a T-shirt. It says Occupy the Woods. It's, it's a great T-shirt. Y'all have a great weekend. And don't forget, this has been the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with Kirk Waltz. I'm Kevin Favor. We'll talk to you next Saturday, same time, same place. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.